This is The Stash, and you're listening to the Business Bottom Line Podcast, coming to you from the jewel city of the mountains, Greenville, Tennessee. We're in the foothills of the Smokies, talking business with people just like you who are responsible for the bottom line, sharing business tips to inspire, inform, and improve. Turn your bottom line from red to black. Today's guest is Mr. C.W. Bartlett, coming to us from Franklin, Tennessee. C.W. is the Territory Manager for Builders Mutual Insurance, which is a great partner of ours, and uh, he has uh, depth of knowledge and experience that's second to none. He brought builders to Tennessee uh, 22 years ago and uh, is in the construction business himself, along with some of his family and many other people in Builders Mutual Organization. So we're going to talk to CW about the specialty of contractors and how that relates to uh, him and the business that we do. So welcome, Mr. CW. Well, let's talk contractors a little bit. Uh, okay. After 20-some years, you've seen a lot of changes just in the business uh, of insurance as it relates to this, uh, this segment. So what, what's some of the things that comes to mind when you think about what's changed over this 20 years? You know, the, what I think the biggest change is, is, uh, probably been the internet, uh, and what's happened to contracting with the internet with the help of Facebook, Instagram, and other social media, it's allowed for contractors to really find a new way of connecting to their clients and mm-hmm. the internet's made it obtain a contractor's license online easier by often offering uh, online seminars and classes to help them prepare for their exam as well as allowing them to do exams in some states mm-hmm. and i guess another big thing i've seen on that is uh the way of building the way they plan design strategize projects with the help of the internet in cloud computing, they're able to process enormous amounts of information to solve really complex design problems that they might have. Yeah. And with the recent shutdowns from COVID and the whole world as it's changed um, and pushed us into getting more comfortable with technology. And, you know, we've never really been pushed that way before, but technology is really helping us to communicate and reach out to customers in more informal way than we used to. Right, right. You know, it's, and not just in contractors, but certainly there, it's enabled smaller operations to work in places that they couldn't before because of that That's technology. True. Uh, and and get people certified and trained, certainly, in that as well. Uh, what, I was thinking about this as was getting ready to talk. What what do you see from the claims, things that happens, and, and how people plan? What's the biggest risks that's out there for people in the contracting business right now? You know, I, I think for a general contractor, not speaking for uh, trades, but a real important one for the general contractors out there, construction defect claims mm. is probably one of the most vital part of their livelihood Mm. construction defects are on the rise and deficiencies from poor workmanship to serious design flaws that can cause property damage injury and death most gc contracts state that they have a one-year warranty period but each state's 
really determines how long a defect is covered. Mm -hmm. It's called statue of repose. For example, uh, Tennessee statue of repose uh, states that an owner must bring an action against the contractor within four years of the date of completion. So even though that contractor said, hey, you got a year warranty, the state says as long as they bring an action against the contractor, they have four years on the date of completion. And some insurance companies exclude construction defect under their general liability coverage. And what I would do, I would encourage, and I do encourage contractors to have strong subagreements mm -hmm. with their subs and only use insured subs. Example, just to sort of wrap this up, let's say a contractor builds me a home for $4.5 million. What a contractor needs to remember is that when he builds my house, it's all his work, regardless who helps build that house. So if I have subs building my house that help build the house to the contractor, say there's a construction defect, say electrician puts some faulty workmanship, but it doesn't really occur and cause damage to two years down the road. And say that sub retired and he has no insurance with well, a contractor has no insurance to pick up and pay for that claim for the work or the resulting damage because you got to remember the whole house is the contractor's work yes so i encourage everyone if they've got an endorsement and the endorsement's called cg 2294 exclusion of subcontractors work done on your behalf if you see that on your policy you need to work to get that off your policy. And we at Builders Mutual have a way for that to be removed. I see. Okay. Well, that is very important knowledge to have uh, as you're thinking about the risk of claims coming against you. And, uh, and you're pointing out something that a lot of those claims don't come during the process. They come later when things are finished and, uh, and that uh, claim is, is hidden, as it were, until something occurs. Yeah, when it's completed. Most most claim defects come within around the second or third year. It takes a little time for them to develop, mm -hmm. but uh, they soon come about if you've got one. Yeah. And if you're talking about a $4.5 million house, if that thing went down in a loss, it could put a lot of contractors out of business. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, so that uh, that also uh, brings on the surface the importance of having correct limits on liability and then excess to cover those type of situations, even even if it's legitimate and uh, something that you did you didn't mean to do. Absolutely. Because uh, you can be insured and not be completely insured, right? Uh, that's true. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, that's, that's interesting uh, because... Uh, general contractors sometimes they're not big enough to have all of the people in place to verify those things and uh, i know one in particular of ours that just hired someone to kind of manage all that back end stuff and i i told him i said that's the smartest thing you could do is to cough up that money and have somebody because he's he's really the guy that understands the being on the job not the person in the background and uh, those details become super important Right. And the reason I say for general contractors to use all insured subs, say you hire someone as an employee and you have him do a job that causes a construction defect, there's no insurance coverage out there available for that kind of stuff. 
And remember, the whole house is the work. So if his employee does it and causes the defect, there's no insurance that covers your work mm. for a general right. contract. Right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Very, very important knowledge to have. Uh, so obviously that's, that's a claims perspective. Uh, is there, is there anything else in the business right now that you see is like a huge challenge, the biggest challenge facing contractors in general today? Uh, yes, I, I would say skilled labor and shortages, uh, there and injuries, the, uh, AGC or the associate general contractors of America found that 78% of construction firms are having trouble finding qualified workers, a skilled labor shortage and an aging workforce and an influx of inexperienced workers. That's what's driving up the cost and the increase in injuries on work, work sites. Uh, construction continues to lead in all industry in a number of workers death each year. So, uh, that's a big challenge for contractors. Yeah. Yeah. It, it certainly is finding, not just finding some, uh, a warm body to fill a slot, so to speak, but finding a person that actually knows how to do the skill that's being required. Absolutely. Yeah. And that contributes to what we're talking about on defect claims is you, you think someone knew what they were doing and they didn't. And, uh, that, that can cause huge problems down the road. You're correct. Uh, one of the things we've been trying to plug in and assist is, and it's just probably going on in many areas, but even in our high schools, we're starting to see the trades uh, being uh, trained, special training being offered uh, for kids in the, in the final or maybe junior, but certainly senior year of high school to learn in some of these trades so that they can come out with some uh, at least foundational skills and a determination of what direction they want to go in construction business. Uh, that, that's, that's something that seems to be like it's continuing to develop. I think we're probably 20 years behind on that. But uh, You're absolutely correct. I think it's exciting to, to see those uh, vocational schools pop back up. Uh, I took uh, carpentry vocational school when I was in high school, and I'm telling you, I always have something to fall back on. And you know, I always have family and friends now that know I can do all that. So I do a lot of remodeling for my family and myself. So uh, <laughs> I'm glad, glad to see these coming back where these people that don't want to go to college or, yeah. you know, want to get out. And right now, the construction industry, there's some high paying jobs out there. Yes, there really are. Uh, because there is some very high skilled people. Uh, that are needed uh, in the work of construction. It's not just uh, knowing how to drive a nail or even to run a uh, electric drill. You know, it's some of the things require good, solid training and then experience on the job. So both of those things. Yeah. yeah. So uh, one of the things I was thinking about earlier when we were talking about uh, reading and training, and you mentioned that's something that you did, but tell us a little bit about the way that builders supports uh, both the contractors and the agents that are in the industry trying to help contractors. Uh, I know you have a certification program for agents. Yeah, we have, uh, through our educational arm of our company, which is called Builders University, we started that, uh, I guess it's probably been close to 15 years ago now, to provide back something to the industry, but also to the community. 
And as far as training programs for contractors, such as fall protection, driver safety, 10 and 30 hour OSHA uh, certification. And, and we do all that, everything we do in our educational part, we do it free for uh, policyholders or for potential clients out there. And this helps contractors keep themselves and their employees safe and knowledgeable of the risks they face every day. And I always say pro productivity equals growth. So that it helps grow the industry if you can keep that, keep those people safe out there. And we do have uh, training for our agents to become a certified builder's insurance agency. And we've had uh, well over 500, if I can't remember the number now, graduate from that class and taking advanced classes. And what's neat about Builders Mutual, we also provide training for our employees in any of those fields they want to learn more in as far as construction. So um, we're a construction only insurance company. Our board of directors are all contractors, I think, with the exception of maybe one. So we're really committed. We're endorsed by the Home Builders Association of Tennessee, and we just got the endorsement from the AGC of East Tennessee, Associated General Contractors of East Tennessee down in Chattanooga. And back to what you were saying about the schools, the AGC is opening their, it's coming real soon, just months away, they're gonna open a 28,000 square foot construction career center. And Governor Lee, Governor Lee calls it a model of vocational training for the rest of the state. It's gonna provide vocational school for 11th and 12th graders, adult certification training program, and career placement. And we're glad to be part of that as well. Oh, that that's exciting. Uh, th that really is, because there's uh, the need is great, and there's lots of people that can fit into that uh, job career category that may not want to go to conventional college. Uh, may not right. be right for them. And sometimes even adults that may want to go a different direction can uh, probably plug into some of that training as well. So it's, that's great. That's yeah. great. Well, I know that, that you uh, consider work, the workers' compensation insurance, that protection, which everyone needs and uh, is required by law to have in Tennessee at least, uh, is an is a really important thing and, and considered a lead product for builders so i know you're very involved in that do you uh off the top of your head know what the most costly claim is in that vein related to workers uh, yeah uh, uh the most common and the most costly are pretty much the same year after year the number one re reported job site accident remains the same it falls falls the average cost of a fall at Builders Mutual cost us forty-five thousand dollars. Wow! Wow! And we've got we've got averages on a lot of different things, like uh, you, you know different categories of injuries and what the average cost is. Uh, I think it's available out there uh, for the public to see as well. So uh, it's it's uh, the falls though they cause a lot of uh, most of our pain. <laughs> Well, yeah, you know, as I've gotten older, that's my biggest fear is, and I, and I don't climb on roofs anymore, which, you know, contractors are everywhere, but uh, falling because it doesn't take uh, a, a high fall to break bones and put you uh, out of service for a while, that's for sure. But the higher you get, the greater the, the damage to the human body when it comes down. 
Well, at our age, uh, gravity works really hard against us. <laughs> yeah, it Some, somehow it's stronger than it used to be. <laughs> yeah, you're not kidding. <laughs> well, w- w- kind of coming off of that that part of claims and injuries and stuff, what are some simple things uh, that contractors can do to avoid that? You know, there's uh, there's a lot of neat things out there. Um, I would say proper ladder safety, proper assembly of scaffoldings, proper use of guardrails, and a good understanding of fall protection. And all of these and more are provided on our website free of charge. Just go to buildersmutual.com and you'll see for policyholders, which you don't have to have to access that, click on that policyholder and then click on risk management or work safe. And it's going to provide contractors with all the tools they need to provide a, J, a safe environment to themselves and their employees. And again, it's free. There's fall protection plans you can implement. I think we have, uh, uh, I mean, just from anything from how to put up scaffolding. And we have toolbox talks. We have videos that are out there. We have them in English and uh, Spanish. So uh, I encourage anyone to go out to our website, take a look around at the uh, for policyholders, risk management, work safe, and just pull all the information off there you need. Yeah, that's that's great, and that's good knowledge, and we'll uh, we'll put that information out there again as well. But it's wonderful that you do that as a company, available even to people who aren't policyholders, just as a give back to the industry, trying to help everybody be safe. And obviously, you hope that they're going to do business with Builders Mutual. But uh, you're you're being a help anyway, whether they do or not. Well, that's the key to it: is keep everybody safe. And and uh, like I say, it's like an assembly line. If somebody gets hurt, it really affects the whole line. So yeah, and the profitability and and getting the job done on time. Absolutely, absolutely. Profitability in the end is is the bottom line. But uh, there's more than one thing that can rob that when it comes to uh, worker safety. It's a big one. Everything else yeah. can be right, but that one can rob you in the end. So uh, that's uh, that's great information, a good discussion. Uh, do you have, we always ask, do you have a bottom line business tip for somebody that either is thinking about starting or that's in the business and trying to improve and be better than they are now? Well, I would say, I'll keep it short, be healthy, be smart, be safe, and enjoy life to the fullest. Hmm. <laughs> that's that's a good wrap-up, CW. Uh, I appreciate that so much. And thanks for taking time out of your busy day to be with us on the podcast. And uh, we will talk to you in the future, uh, hopefully soon. My pleasure, Bill. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Have a great day, CW. All right, you too. Well, that's a wrap for today's Business Bottom Line podcast. Take that tip and make your bottom line turn from red to black. Next week, we'll talk with another special guest, and we'll see you right here next time in the jewel city of the mountains, Greenville, Tennessee. This is The Stash saying we're here to inspire, inform, and improve your bottom line so you can grow, grow, grow. Grow.